Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Normally, we choose a classic movie from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s and dissect it with a modern eye to see if it still moves us the way it did as kids, but not today. On this episode, we are going to discuss multiple amazing movies instead of just one. We think you're going to love it, so sit back and enjoy today's episode. Top five movie soundtracks. Everybody knows that Mortal Kombat will not be on my list because uh, right. I think it's top worst soundtrack. <laughs> Mike is upset every time he has to push that button. Yeah, I am. <laughs> we have a new one, right? I Why know. Don't you sorry, <laughs> I, I, th- I don't even know if it's there anymore. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> Well, we are obviously pretty excited about today's episode, and I'll explain to you why we are doing this shortly. But first, it's time to introduce the team. My name is Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two dudes that love using the acronym OST when talking about <laughs> soundtracks. Sean Pryor and AJ Vince, how the heck are you? I don't know what that means. Uh, Original soundtrack. Over, 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 yeah, I think over the pants hand job. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it stands for. Every time I like search for a soundtrack on Spotify, you gotta like have to you have to put that for some reason. Or yeah. you have to put like Quentin Tarantino's yes. Jackie Brown. You know, it's it's dumb. It's really it's really I, I was being facetious, like it's dumb. Yeah, no, yeah. it sucks. You don't actually like using that, but you do. I mean I have to. <laughs> and um, professional. Did they release an OST for this? Um, or <laughs> oh you don't uh, that stands for original. I'm gonna soundtrack. see if I can get it on vinyl. Hey, do you have the OST on LP? Do you <laughs> Uh, STP? What? <laughs> oh, the STP are you guys down with OPP? Or? Down, <laughs> so here's what we're doing today. Top five lists and ranking movies is such a cool way to talk about a lot of movies at once and provide some great conversations. Uh, back in 2022, Sean had the... Back in 2022? Yeah, it's, we're here. How about 2021? Earlier. What year is it? <laughs> Sean had the idea to give a little sneak peek into our Patreon-only audio that our Patreon members get to listen to. So we did a top five summer movies. It's a total hit. Followed that up with top five fall movies. Mm-hmm. Then we did top five rom-coms in January and top five movies from 1985 back in April. People seem to absolutely love these top five lists. So we're going to continue down that path today with our top five movie soundtracks. Uh-huh. Before we dive in, don't forget your tasks for being a confused breakfast lover. Leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Sign up for our Patreon to directly support the show. Get tons of amazing perks, including voting on upcoming episodes and weekly bonus audio like this, kind of loose form stuff. Patreon.com slash confused breakfast. Subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Buy some merch. Like us on social media. Let us know if you want to come to Swisher, Iowa come on, on Thursday, now. September 29th. See a live taping of this podcast. We're doing Roadhouse, so you know it's going to be mm-hmm. outrageous. Obviously, you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on down. You only need the edge for at least like five minutes because you're going to want to stand the entire time like us. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to want to buy those immediately because we're only there's only a limited space and they are filling up. Like it, By the time you hear this, it might even be sold out. But check it out. Confusedbreakfast.com. All the links you need. And tell a friend. Please do that. That's mm. all we're asking. All right, let's jump in. Let's do it. Our topic today, top five movie soundtracks. We always like to set the ground rules. The rules generally of our top five lists are that you cannot use a movie that we've already talked about in our past 90-something episodes, Yeah, which is tough because, I mean, <laughs> ready for this list? <laughs> I think pretty much all of these, so- these soundtracks would be on our list 
if we didn't have that rule. Here Exhibit we go. A. Yeah. Wedding singer. Yeah. Breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dazed and Confused. Rad. Rad would be probably my number. It was one. on my. It was on my list. <laughs> it would probably be my number one. Yeah. Cool. I love the cool running soundtrack. Fifty mm-hmm. Fertz Dazed. Actually, a pretty good one. <laughs> it was pretty. I was trying. I like ska. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually a really good soundtrack. It's just it a too much ska. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even the some would say the Batman, the OG Batman soundtrack with the Prince songs sure. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big Lebowski, clearly, and even Wayne's World. Yeah. I thought that was an incredible soundtrack. Yeah. So we cannot just want to. If you're like, why didn't they say days can muse? Because that's a rule. Yeah, we can't. It's already do that. our number one. We yeah. all think yeah. it's the fucking best ever. Yeah. So we're trying to get some new stuff. Uh, and also, um, we're doing songs in the movie and or on the soundtrack. Yes. These are these are physical, like actual songs. We're not doing scores. That's going to be a completely separate thing. I right. Think, right. Yeah. Because that's a whole nother world. So mm-hmm. yeah. these these are songs you can actually find on the soundtrack or that are played in the movie. Right. right. Are we in agreement on that? If you heard it while watching the movie, it will be talked about if it's on the soundtrack but not in the movie or if it's in the movie but not on the soundtrack for some weird reason, yeah. it will be talked about. So we're in agreement here. Yes. Totes. Okay, so honorable mentions. You got any? I got a cu- I actually got a lot. I have, I, I got yeah. a few. Cuz I mean, clearly we we are fans of music here at this podcast and I mean, that's part of the reason why I love movies so much is mm-hmm. the, the musical correlation. But, Sean, what do you got for honorable mentions, man? Uh, I'm going to go with a movie that we probably will cover in the future. I'm going to say definitely, probably. Uh, we uh, will. We cover. will cover we will. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, I mean, that Jackson Brown song is just legendary. Do you want to go round robin or do you want me to just spout just them up? Just spout them up. I'm going to go out. Drive as well. I know uh, I know that's a love that for was on all of us. But yeah. I, I, I'm going to say that the reason that's not on my list is because it's too late. Like, right, like it's 2011 was driving. Yeah, that, it's true. That's not what we're doing here. It's a beautiful okay. thing to be like introduced to music, and I've never like heard any of those songs on no. that soundtrack in my entire life until I saw that movie. And that's what I think it's beautiful about like movies in general or like media, like TV. Is like I know people are are saying like the Kate Bush song from Stranger Things. Like you haven't heard that song. Oh my what God. is your deal? People are gatekeeping what? Metallica right now too. They're yeah. like. Ugh. I knew about Matilda. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. Some people didn't, and it's a beautiful thing that they discovered it yes. off of this because it's amazing. Um, that's that's all I got for now. Let, gonna... let me add one more to, to the same thought as Drive the Guest. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The Guest, it was a very similar thing to me. I never heard any of those songs and fell instantly in love with all of them. But again, that was 2014, so it cannot be on our list. It's a, it's a, little it's too a fall old, album for me. Oh, uh, good Lord. Sisters of Mercy. That opening scene with the pumpkin. Yes. Uh, come yes. on, man. AJ, what do you got, man? Uh, hey, only I, three months till Halloween, by the way. I got. <laughs> okay. um, I, I had obviously I had like Wedding Singer was on there, Rad was on there, Drive was on there, um, Reservoir Dogs actually, yeah. which I decided to leave off. I'm sure we'll get there. I think hmm. we'll talk a little think bit we'll about maybe, Reservoir Dogs maybe, next maybe, week. Maybe, maybe we'll even so. talk a little bit about that. Who knows? <laughs> um, but the other one uh, that we haven't mentioned yet for my honorables, Back to the Future, mm. um, is that. I almost view that more as a score. Almost. I mean, well, but I think of like, uh, you know, I know. Power of Love, Johnny Be Good, you know, you're right. Booby Lewis and the Pubes, you know, you got to love those guys. (laughs) So. Marvin Berry. Marvin Berry. (laughs) Marvin Berry, your cousin. (laughs) 
I cannot. That, but in case you haven't heard, October 26th is when we will be finally reviewing Back to the Future, yeah. the original movie, on the day that it actually happened. It's going to be like a 10-hour episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Just get used to it. AJ's got to be happy because we're skipping one Halloween movie yeah. probably for that month. I mean, so, and going sorry. straight to fucking It's going to be a great time. <laughs> we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. <laughs> You got any other honorables? I think that's all for my honorables. I got a couple. Uh, American Graffiti for me yeah, is yeah. one of the best soundtracks of all time. That late 50s, early 60s songs of just rock around the clock. That that movie. Have you ever seen that movie before, oh, Sean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically Dazed and Confused, but like 20 years earlier. 100%. Uh, the single soundtrack, uh-huh. which, of course, the, the quintessential grunge era <laughs> album of all time. Uh, Purple Rain in my opinion, is potentially the greatest soundtrack of all time. Hmm. However, I want variety in my soundtrack. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So like, I left it off specifically because that's just an album to me that happened to coincide with a movie. Right. Sure. But, but I mean, I think that's one of the best albums ever, and it's about a movie. So I don't like, know if we're ever going to cover Purple Rain, but I'm uh, interested to find out if like he wrote those songs before the movie or he wrote the songs for the movie. I don't I'd know. I'd love to know that, man. Uh, two more. Hi- High Fidelity, obviously. High that's Fidelity. An, that's an incredible uh, collection and talk of music in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and for me, Friday Night Lights. That is essentially almost more of a score to yeah. me because it's explosions <laughs> in the sky, but they're songs. It's yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. So mm. that, that's our honorables. Before we start our number five, let's talk about our amazing sponsor, Felix Gray. This company makes affordable and incredibly stylish glasses that filter out the harmful blue light that is all around us from our computers, phones, and TVs. So I wanted to learn. I'm spouting off this like, oh, blue light's dangerous for you. And I was like, I don't actually know. What like what does this do? So I act. I did some research. It'll make you go blind. It will. But I wanted to know why. So each color in the spectrum apparently has different wavelengths and energy levels, mm. which is weird because we can't see these colors and they like vibrate at different. It's like music. They vibrate at different <laughs> oh, different okay. frequencies. Blue light has the shortest wavelength, thus giving it the highest energy. Like it's just moving the fastest, which is essentially what research is showing that it can. It has a direct link between eye damage. And like like the blue light wavelengths, which are 415 to 455 nanometers is the frequency of blue light. Yeah. Most of the uh, light from I LEDs, yeah. smartphones, TVs, and tablets has the same wavelength there, which is why that's apparently so harmful. They're saying the most dis- it's the most disruptive of all light spectrums. And disrespectful, to Dis- be honest. It's a, it's a really, yeah. Yeah, they're just really rude. It's linked to bad sleep, cancer, and can cause issues with your mental health. So don't just trust us. Like, Can't read up that. on it. There's a lot of information out there, but that's where Felix Gray is so important. They're 15 times more effective than all other blue light glasses at filtering this blue light. Quality's unbelievable, and you'll love all the options for different styles and colors. You can even decide between prescription, non-prescription, and readers. Uh, obviously, blue light exposure is not going to go away. It's, no. it's, it's just going up and up and up. So we love them. We all have at least a couple pairs. Go check them out. FelixGrayGlasses.com slash confused. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com slash confused. Free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Mm-hmm. See the future. What was the last one you said? You had a really good yeah, one. Yeah, you had a good one. It was uh, in the last couple of episodes. Don't be a nerd. Look for the bird. <laughs> <laughs> call, call us, seriously. Like yeah, that's, we, that's your slogan. We got you, man. <laughs> don't be a, Come on. Be, be a nerd. Look for the bird or don't be a nerd. That's right. Give me them wild things. Don't be a fool. Glasses. Block the blue. I don't know. That one's <laughs> <not good. laughs> well, let's get We're into trying. our top five, AJ. <laughs> Who wants to start this party off? 
I think Sean. I think Sean. Let's go. Sean, y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Got, a, I'm gonna start a groovy. And uh, uh, concerning next week's episode, uh, this filmmaker has maybe every single one of his movies is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Uh, this one is probably my favorite. I gotta say, in Jackie Brown. Oh. Mm. Jackie Brown is just. Uh, have, you, have you guys seen Jackie Brown? Yes. I've not. Okay. Whoa. Maybe I have. We don't know. We'll we'll find out because we. Well, we'll <laughs> um, so uh, what really you got starting off is across the across 110th Street by Bobby Womack. Oh God! Uh, and it kind of starts off with uh, Pam Greer in frame, uh, just like the Graduate, kind of uh, floating on on this like the the airport. Uh, yeah. Like elevator escalator, oh, yeah, yeah. walk along escalator. Yeah, yeah. The the moving sidewalk. That's it. And uh, so that, and you got Strawberry Letter Twenty Three by uh, the Brothers Johnson. Uh, I also love Tennessee Stud, the live version by Johnny Cash. Is just a, a especially a scene with Samuel Jackson. That movie, he's kind of stalking his prey while yeah. that that song is going on, and it's just kind of perfect. There's some like a uh, rap songs in it like uh like from uh, like a kid group that kind of pops uh for one uh, max cherry character along with the one of the greatest relationships that i've ever seen on screen with with uh robert forrester and pam greer in this movie they kind of bond with music like she shows him a piece of music true and he's like he kind of it makes him fall more in love with her uh and through this music he can he can kind of like you know imagine her in his mind and stuff like that and i really like that about it so yeah jackie brown i love That's it a beautiful choice such a such an underrated uh movie in my opinion as far as Quentin too. tarantino is yeah a lot of people watched pulp fiction and they're like yeah, yeah and then yeah. jackie brown came out they're like what the fuck is what this what is going on so it's one of those movies you got to go back and watch i feel yeah it's, it's actually think i think it's my favorite <gasps> tarantino Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Oh, my goodness. AJ, what's your number five, brother? (laughs) My number five is a movie called um, Into the Wild. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe I've mentioned this before, but the entire soundtrack is basically, it was written and, and performed by Eddie Vedder. Uh, for like the majority of it, I'm pretty sure it was all him. The Ved um, himself. The Ved man. himself. Yeah. Ed the Ved. That's what they call uh, him. That's what they call. That's what his. <laughs> yeah. That's his uh, pseudo stage name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but pseudo yeah, great band. Pseudo great band. Check yeah. it out. Uh, we like, but Into the Wild is about um, uh, Alex um, Super. Well, I can never remember his name. Super yeah. Tramp. Alexander Supertramp, I think, is what they, they, his, he uses his name as or whatever. But basically, it's about a guy who gives up all of his worldly possessions, his car, going to college, um, says goodbye to his family, and just basically packs like a, a bag, no money, gets on the road, and he hitchhikes, and he wants to basically end up in like Alaska. So he goes into the wild. And so he literally, quite literally, goes cool. into the wild. Sweet. And Eddie Vedder is there playing his guitar just, and he's singing with, he's next with to him? the whole time. Cool. So he's just like, here goes Alex. <laughs> Oh, he goes away. Or is that's it, it. Chris, Christopher McCandless? <laughs> Christopher McCandless, but he his like he changes the name in the movie. Yeah, like okay, he, okay. he he has like his writer's name. What's okay. his pen name? Pen got name. you. That it's like Alexander Supertramp or something like that. I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering that it, guys. I haven't seen the movie in a little while. Neither have I. Yeah. Um, but it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I think he really does do, do a that? really great job. There's something about his guitar tone in in yeah. these songs that is. It like draws me in and is so so fitting for the time of the movie because I believe it's based in like late eighties, early nineties. Right. And so it's just it fits so perfectly to the timing of the movie. Mm. 
um, that I just, I don't know how to explain yeah, it. Yeah, I, I hadn't guess. thought about that. Yeah. Eddie um, Vedder being obviously a yeah, staple of the 90s. Yeah. Exactly. And like, there's something about the way he writes these songs and puts them together. And there are some that are very, very, some, there's even some like Simon Garfunkel kind of influence that kind of shines through in this music. It's so great, man. Like, good, good soundtrack to just pull up, listen to, let it play all the way through. It's a really, really good one. I think that you could put Yellow Lead Better. Like with with any like sort of media and like like say yeah. like say there's like a puppy that's like playing with like a butterfly or something like that I would cry yeah mm. I think if he if he just like had the whole entire soundtrack be yellow lead just just yellow it would have been just as good of a movie at different art like BPMs yeah like yes. I've, <laughs> hey I, I'm not ashamed to admit I've cried to yellow lead better yeah. as a, as a 17 year old I listened to mm. yellow lead better as I was leaving my last day of high school and I cried I'm like why am I crying I want to <laughs> be the out best of this day place. of my life. <laughs> This is the best. It's power any better, man. Yeah. He doesn't even fucking work. There ain't words to that fucking song. You're like, I love it. I fucking love it. Darth Vader. So. <laughs> oh, right. All right, my number. <laughs> <laughs> Darth. What? Darth, Darth Vader, come on. Yeah, okay, cool. Come on, guys. It's, it's, it's a fun joke. <laughs> this is a fun time. We're having fun, guys. Come on. This is a good time. My, uh, my number five, I think we've talked about it quite a bit, is Vanilla Sky. Yeah. I, I just absolutely love that movie. I was at such a pivotal point in my life the first time I saw that movie that is just like the combination of the storytelling and the music in that movie just yeah. exploded my brain and my soul of, of how incredibly meshed together that soundtrack was with the movie. Um, who, who directed that? I think that was Cameron Crowe. Yes, I believe. Maybe. Maybe yeah, yeah I think you're right. But sure. he, I if if that's who it is, I remember reading that he clearly has a love for music and and fought hard for some of these songs to be in. But like the Radiohead, everything in its right place scene, Peter Gabriel, Salisbury Hill. Uh, there's a song at the very end called uh, it's called "Ladies and Gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space" by Spiritualized. If you if you were to look that up, you go, oh, that song. Mm. Uh, but most importantly for me is the Sigur Ross stuff. Mm. Is I had never heard of Sigur Ross. Uh, they're the Icelandic band that like sings in their made up language and stuff. But there was, <laughs> there, there's multiple songs, uh, and most importantly, the song that was at the end there was called the Nothing Song, and he loved it so much. All there was was this live bootleg version of it. They had never even studio recorded it, and he fought so hard just to get that live bootleg recording to put it in this movie because there wasn't a studio mm, version of it. Wow. And it fits so fucking perfectly. Nancy Wilson, Elevator Beats, that guitar song when he's riding up in the elevator. It's just, it's literally the definition of, like, making a movie better with a soundtrack. Mm. So, yeah, Vanilla Sky for me is number five. I dig, man. I think also Cameron Crowe directed singles. Yes, correct. Okay, so okay. there you go. Weird. Two Cameron Crows. He really likes mo er, music in his movies, I guess. But we also have an executive producer today. Josh Miller's with us. He's going to give us his top five as we go, too. So Josh says, for number five, I don't know if this counts as one, but you guys make the rules, and I hope that there is a two-third majority. He is proposing Chef Aid, the South Park album. <laughs> And now, 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 hold on a second. Listen, because he says for a compilation, it's hard to beat the list of artists that's on it. And then the original South Park stuff with the big characters from the early era of South Park. These are the artists that were on that Chef Aid album. Perry Farrell, Rick James, Ween, Tom Morello, Master P, P. Diddy, Elton John, Meatloaf, Primus, and Ozzy Osbourne. Damn. Some, of, some of the people that, that made songs with the people of South Park. Of all the... <laughs> Of all the movies we talk about today, that might be the most eclectic yeah. of Insane. artists on one album. 100%, yeah. man. 
Yeah. So that's Josh's number five. I, like I think it. we'll just allow it. I, I mean, accept. we already he, we yeah. already read it, so we're allowed. Yeah, yeah. Except you're there now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're there now, Josh. All right, what do you got for four, Sean? Okay, I got uh, one of my idols, one of my favorite filmmakers, and I know he's kind of controversial and iffy on, with some Ooh. people, uh, but uh, with music and movies, he's uh, uh, one of my biggest influences and uh rob zombie is that man uh and my i think his best film uh the devil's rejects oh uh the soundtrack is just incredible just like 70s artists a lot of like 70s pop hits and 70s just like kind of rock and roll and then 70s uh like country and uh, a lot of that like really got me pulled me in so we start off like the movie with midnight rider as like they're escaping from a shootout i mean you can't get any better than that that's like the title sequence yeah. like well, all the you know the credits and everything start to roll shambhala three dog night uh Jeez. we got brave awake Ter- brave awakening by terry reed this is where i discovered terry and this is the this is like what's important what we talk yeah. about like while watching movies or or a show and discovering an artist like what is that song yep um and his song to be treated to be treated right i think is uh uh in this in this album he's got three songs by terry reed and for the longest time i could not find a single lick of him on the internet at all like maybe you could find like a bootleg that was on YouTube or something like that, or you like went to the website when Devil's Rejects came out and it was like a little snippet of the song. Right, right. Uh, but that's all you could get. And then now, finally, Tara Reid is kind of on Spotify and I think Dope. probably up, up Apple Pod or music Apple, and everything. Apple like Pod. Apple Pods. Apple um, Pods. <laughs> so that's that's really great for me. Like it, it, that's really what. Uh, I love about this topic yeah. is just discovery of, of new music that you've never heard. Uh, I can't quit you, baby, by Otis or Otis Rush, Funk Forty Nine, James Gang. It's just it's filled with these seventies hits and uh, accompanied by horrible, horrible people and the violent acts they do to people. It seems kind of a weird combo, but well, maybe that's why it works so much. Yeah. I mean, you could argue Tarantino does the same thing. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for a four age? Uh, my number four is uh, a little bit of a different route from Sean's. I'm going to go Weird. with uh, Friday. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. The movie Friday. Yeah. Great fucking choice. Dude, and it's got such great music. Like when I was, when I finally uh, like kind of saw it and everything, my brothers listened to uh, like some rap, like Bone Thugs and Harmony, Coolio and, uh, you know, Tupac and like, uh, like some, some stuff like that. And then like we got into this and, um, this was this whole a lot of that a lot of that soundtrack is just that very west coast like style dre and like snoop ice cube ice cube you know obviously but yeah you're just like um it that the sounds the sounds it's like absolutely that the the spot on like west coast kind of sine wave kind of yeah you know that kind that west coast sound yeah, yeah it's just it's so it's so distinctive for for the like hip hop and like rap and yeah. um but one song in particular is uh Dr. Dre's Keep Their Head Ringing oh, Keep Their Heads Ringing I I we used to just sing like the hook like all the time just randomly just ding ding dong ding 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 dong you're riding your bike yeah yeah you're just like yeah yeah i have no I'm, idea what i'm, I'm talking gangsta. about <laughs> i want to go to compton sometime yeah. uh, i'm just this kid from iowa like what i relate uh, to these beats yeah <laughs> i relate to this hot track fire <laughs> this hot track fire boy he is spitting <laughs> 
spitting. <laughs> he's uh, spitting. He's spitting <laughs> flames. Hot, hot flames. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going to the <laughs> right enough to get a slushy. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just sometimes the mental images that I get of us when they start like I don't know, AJ, just, just, like, just keep your hands ringing. Just trying my damnedest to get up the hill on my huffy diesel bike with. So yeah, I know I know how hard it is, Dr. Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> Up this hill. Uh, no, Gosh. that that's uh, that's what it is, though, man. And like and it's it was such a like obviously it's music that is complete opposite of what you think yes. a little like white kid from Iowa would be listening to, but I just loved it. It was that such movie a, was a cultural uh, oh, thing though. It, it really was massive. And I I think we will be covering that one. <laughs> yes. Uh there's one song, remember the Rose Royce song that yeah. I wanna get next to you. Like yeah. that song from that. Yeah, that yeah. song is so perfect in that movie. I know. Like oh man. God, there's I think there's even a version. I think I had saw that there was a version of uh Heard It Through the Grapevines or not. Something like that on it. And that, which I just saw it on the album yeah. while looking it up this time around, but Don't I didn't listen it. to it. Yeah. So. Uh, dude, I'm in the same vein as you for number four. Uh, my number four is Eight Mile. Nice, but not not Mom Spaghetti. Nah. Not, <laughs> not like all the modern music that was written for the movie. Yeah, they they so they released a soundtrack called Eight Mile, and it had Lose Yourself on it, and it had all this modern music. But then they released a secondary soundtrack that was called More Music from the Eight Mile soundtrack, and it was all the songs from the movie, mm -hmm. which was same era. So Friday was like 95, 96, and I believe. That eight mile took place in ninety five, ninety six. So you had you had Mob Deep, Notorious oh, B.I.G., Wu Tang Clan, Method Man, Junior Mafia. This was like all the lesser known art, like rap artists from that day. It wasn't yeah. the Dr. Dre and the Snoop. It was like Wu Tang, Method Man, all that stuff. And I got completely turned on to these artists that I had never listened to. Mm. And this is like the early two thousands when I'm first hearing these songs. Like yeah. holy sh Mob Deep, what the fuck yeah, is dude? This? That Mob Deep song is so oh. good. That if if you ever want to pick a soundtrack out and just hit some old school rap and go from fr front to back, that is a great like ref introduction to some artist yeah. that maybe you've never heard of. But man, I, I just absolutely love that that era of hip hop. Now that I've now that the movie has like reintroduced me to that, and I think it's a huge part of the vibes for that movie too. That's a great movie. If, if you've is. never seen Eight Mile, like it's fucking great. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let's see what Josh Miller has for his number four. He said, I'm putting this one at four because while it's a good album, it's not life-changing. At the time, it had one of my favorite songs then, and it's still up there today, the Lost Highway soundtrack. Oh, hell yeah, dude. He, when I read this, I went, no! So he says, uh, it was produced by Trent, Trent Reznor, and at the time, it was the only way you could get the perfect drug. That song was so fucking oh, wow. great by wow. Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I really owe it to myself to give it another listen. It's been far too long. With the entirety of iTunes at my disposal, it's really easy for things like this to end up falling off the table. I never saw the movie. Did you ever see Lost Highway? I love them. I love that movie. I, I know I need to see it, but I knew the soundtrack. Well, it had it had um, again, it had Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails, some Smashing Pumpkins, Marilyn Manson. I put a spell on you cover mm. on there. Some Rammstein. Like it was a it was a pretty fucking cool album. Damn. Okay. Do you and then it reminded me of do you remember the Spawn soundtrack? <laughs> no. <The> Spawn. <laughs> Dude, do you do you remember that movie though? Like oh, yeah. I don't think that was a very good movie, was it? It wasn't uh, horribly well received. 
I mean, what's, John Leguizamo. What's IMDb on there? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up for you guys. <laughs> well, well say, same thing. I never saw that movie, but I definitely had that soundtrack, and he reminded me of it mm. when I heard Lost Highway. Kind of that weird... It was like collaborations between DJs and and like new metal bands, mm. and th so there was Corn, Stabbing Westward, Incubus, Prodigy. That's why I was texting oh, yeah. you guys about Prodigy the other day. I was <laughs> went down a Prodigy wormhole. <laughs> uh, Crystal Method, like there were these weird collaborations. A pretty pretty interesting soundtrack for sure back then. Oh. Josh Miller, Josh Miller, that's Josh Miller. Josh yeah. Miller, you and I, man. All right, we, we Josh Miller will be in attendance. Uh, he's coming from out of state to see us uh, at Cedar Ridge. We're so. going to talk wow. about some David Lynch. Yeah. We're going to talk about some all that. Okay, we, me and you, man. Me and you. Spawns a five point two. That's not great. <laughs> Before we get back to the movies, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Cedar Ridge Distillery. We know that they're amazing and likely the best selling whiskey distiller in the world, and you do too, especially if you bought a bottle. But here's what's crazy: I just saw an article that they shared. Did you guys see this? No. It's from GoBourbon.com. This is what they wrote. They wrote the article and they pointed out this insane fact that Cedar Ridge is the only craft distillery in America to be a state's number one overall best-selling whiskey. This hmm. is the quote. In 49 states, a major dist distillery produces the number one best-selling bourbon in the state. In many cases, that is Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, or Jack Daniels. But that's not the case in Iowa, where Cedar Ridge has been the number one for two straight years, outselling the nearest major distillery competitor by some 35%. Wow. So, like, you heard it here first. Cedar Ridge, uh, their whiskey is the absolute best in the world. It's the best in Iowa. Yep. Just wait till it keeps moving into your state. It's, it's happening here. It's going to happen in your state soon. And you can get on the ground floor for only $500. <laughs> you can send us, and we'll make you an official Cedar Ridge. I don't, we, we won't do that. What you need to do, though, is stop out to a liquor store near you, pick some up. If your store doesn't have it, you can order a bottle directly online at cedarridgewhiskey.com. Stop by their website, add them on social media. Media, go check them out in person in Swisher, Iowa. Maybe come see us. Please. That's where our that's where yeah. our thing's gonna be. Do We're it. gonna do a live podcast yeah. at Cedar Ridge. It's gonna be great, man. They'll make you delicious beverages with their with their bourbons. Yeah. They Not will. only is it delicious bourbons, they are delicious people and uh very, very accommodating yeah. and uh, they're very nice. So when you when you buy it or when you stop out there, tell them confused breakfast sent you, grab a bottle, send us your photos, send us your reviews, trust us. It's the best. Yep. Okay, number Cedar three. Ridge Whiskey. Oh, sorry, dot sorry. Com. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Cedar Ridge Whiskey dot com. Cedar Ridge Whiskey dot com. Nope, Cedar Ridge Whiskey dot com. Sean, what's your number three? Goodfellas. Whoa. Martin Scorsese, my man. Yes. The uh, scores. The scores. The scores. The Scorsese. <laughs> Scorsese. Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese. Rags to Riches by Tony Bennett. Uh, sincerely by the Moon Glows. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who sang that song. But uh, no, it's no it's, it's just these uh like uh like early early to or mid to late 50s early 60s kind kind of like pop hits throughout the entire film again with brutal violence involved with most of them. Um but you got like the the Copacabana scene. Oh god. The one take, the famous one take that everyone re refers to as as oneers uh with uh, and then he kissed me. 
Um, uh, I, th- yeah. I think by the Shangri-Las, I'm going to get ripped apart. It's cool. It's fun. But uh, it's it's just the perfect kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, Henry found a love, and they're, you know, they're getting together, and it's a perfect song. He's he's walking through, knowing everybody, and he's like, what do you do? You don't look like you're in construction. Your hands don't feel that like you're in construction. That is a really fucking cool scene. Uh, but you got that, and you got Sunshine of Your Love by Cream in that movie as well when they're all finding, like, the dead bodies and everyone's being taken to jail for, like, the heist that they pulled. Uh, Layla is playing. Isn't that, like, the outro of Layla? like the yes. end part of it yeah that doesn't even seem like the same song yeah, yeah. it's 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 just that is a pretty cool that piano yes. like yeah. yes it is it's just Im- impeccable with like what he does and like uh, obviously he's he's one of those guys up there with tarantino and uh uh like paul thomas anderson who just have like the greatest soundtracks in all oh, yeah. the movies but yeah so good fellas good fellas number three aj what you got man Glad we got through that uh, <laughs> mine, what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about uh i i think it, this is a weird one because it is it reminds me of a review we had like i think it was last week where we were like i really love this movie i can't remember anything from it <laughs> but i do really like it and that's uh empire records dude I'm really glad you said that. I love this soundtrack because there's so much amazing 90s music in this that is uh, it is just it glosses through it so fast. Like it just speeds through this music. Like there's it's very rare that there's not some sort of music being played in this m- movie because it's based in a, mo- a record store, yeah. like a, a, like a music store. And it is a hangout movie to a degree. It's like there is a goal, but like I feel like it's a great hangout movie to a, a certain extent. And uh, but when you when you're talking about like uh, the cranberries, I believe the gin blossoms. Um, you have Toad in the Wet Sprocket, uh, Cracker. Uh, I mean, there's a better ton, than Ezra. Better than Ezra. Yes. Like there's so much great music, and it's not that I'm going to be like, oh, I could, I totally know that song, but. The reason it's so important is because I will hear the song and then I'll be like, "This is in yes. this is Empire Records." Yeah, I, I remember this from Empire mm-hmm. Records. Yep. That that was the Gin Blossoms smash hit, like "Till I Hear It From You." Yeah. I think. Till Wasn't I the, hear yeah, it I love the Gin Blossoms. I think Same. they're one of the better bands that oh, came yeah. out of that era. That that whole movie and soundtrack is the the mid '90s to a fucking <laughs> god. It's just like the softer side of the '90s I, is what it was. The I fashion and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude! I can't wait till we get to cover it at some point. I really really love that movie i remember being shown that like when i was younger and it shaped a lot of music like vibes for me mm. so well yeah. you're also gonna have to hang out with josh miller when he comes into town because oh, i'm gonna skip it. ahead his number Uh-oh. three he said easy for number three the empire record nice. soundtrack he said how can you Bruh. how can you not have a great soundtrack that embodies the 90s better in a movie about a record store yeah i love this movie it still holds up pretty re- pretty well he said potential re- future review he said it holds up well the only thing that left me disappointed was the Renee Zellweger version of Sugar High isn't the version on the album, and I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's apparent, it's the original, it's like whoever actually wrote the song's version, but yeah. I want to hear Renee do it. I, th- I think uh, I loved it the way they did that in the movie yes. with her and everything. I thought it was very cool. The Renee, the Zags. The, the Zags. Zell, the Zell, Zell, Zellwegs. The Zellwegs. The Zellwegs. Renee Zags. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Well, my Love my that. number three um, is Dumb and Dumber. I think I truly believe 
that the soundtrack is what makes Dumb and Dumber a near fucking perfect movie. I agree. It's like, it is a, it is a, I cannot wait to review this because I might give it a fucking 10. <laughs> I think it's an incredible movie. And I, for some reason, that soundtrack just like, works so perfectly the choices they made it's um, great it's also i'm trying to buy it on vinyl and apparently it's like the most expensive ost out there <laughs> uh th there's like one copy available for like 500 dollars. oh my god and i thought about buying it drunk the other day i, did, <laughs> I didn't, didn't but, do it uh, we need more patreon members and <laughs> yeah, i will buy that but here's a couple here's a couple of the songs green jelly the bear song crash test dummies the yes. ballad of peter pumpkinhead we yeah. talked about that mm -hmm. in a patreon episode there's a song called Crash by the Primitives, yeah. New Age Girl, Dead Eye Dick, Dead New Eye Age Dick. Girl, boy. If You Don't Love Me, I'll Kill Myself by Pete Droge, like this happy song that's like, if you don't love me, I'll kill yeah. myself. <laughs> it's and, and then there were songs that were not on the soundtrack that were in the movie that are so iconic, like mm -mm -mm by the Crash yeah, Test yeah, Dummies, yeah. that scene with that wide pan shot. Is everything you made a mistake? <laughs> See, like that's such an iconic like it is. thing in the, I, I don't like, you got the rights to this other Crash Test Dummy song, I why not that one? Why not that one? There's there's a couple. Uh, Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh my god, that is so perfect. Is that not on the soundtrack? It's not on the soundtrack. Okay. No, they probably uh, couldn't afford that. I guess the the rain, the park, and other things by the Cow Sills. That's the I love the flowers. How perfect is that in the scene? And also, uh, can we still be friends by Todd Rundgren at the end? Mm. I mean, those are just like. From start to finish, that movie is so perfect. Uh, and actually, I was learning the drums, learning how to play the drums when that movie came out. And so I would play along to that entire soundtrack. You needed front. a piccolo snare. I, I, I didn't have one. <laughs> I had whatever I could get. So I, I absolutely love the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. That's well, one, of my, one of my faves. We'll have to come together. Um, we'll, it'll probably take all four of us, but uh, we'll have to come together and, and do Dead Eye Dick. I guess we're Should just we gonna just, have to. I we could make that. a we could make a music video with, yeah. with producer Jeremy and all of us, yep. and do, we'll just do a cover. We'll just do a cover of it, and we'll we'll reenact their their music video. Cool, because it, it was shot in Iowa. It's shot in Iowa, yeah. What? Yeah, and it like in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> yeah, it's super Ooh, weird pumpkin patch. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Scratch that. Yeah, I don't yeah, you do. don't like that idea anymore. <laughs> I don't know why. For some reason, when I when I first saw that movie, I I didn't like the soundtrack. I thought it was like kind of ridiculous, mm -hmm. and I don't know, like I didn't I wouldn't have my I didn't have a developed taste when I first watched that movie. So I'm like, why did I think that? Yeah. But now I watched I watched that movie like uh, maybe a week ago or something like that. I'm like, this is so good. This like <laughs> even like the emotional. Yes. beats, Like the quote unquote emotional beats that you're like supposed to kind of feel bad for. Harry and Lloyd, it it works really well because <laughs> so of the music good. they chose. It's it's so weird. Yeah. All right. What do you got for two, man? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I am a fan of Kiss. Okay. Um, weird that you admitted that. Yeah. On, on I am a fan of Kiss. Night and Satan Service. Uh, and this movie is pretty much just about Kiss, uh, or at least a group of dudes trying to go to a concert see to see here. them in Detroit Rock City. Oh. I love Detroit Rock City so much as a comedy. We will be covering <laughs> that. Basically, our top five episodes yes. are us talking about movies <laughs> that we will, will be covering. Just, <laughs> just note them. We will be covering uh, them. Devil's Rejects coming right to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> coming right at you. Uh, another Funk 49 uh, from uh, Joe Walsh. Yeah, uh, 20, yeah. 20th Century uh, Boy by T-Rex. Cat Scratch Fever yep. by Ted Nugent. Uh, and then a, an abundance of Kiss songs. I mean, you kind of have kiss songs on there love gun is like the i think it's the <laughs> intro where they're um actually uh uh the mom or the the 
Nugabort from Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, the lady who, who like gets the dogs. Gets it, that's her. He's <laughs> she's the mom in Detroit Rock City, and uh, so with that with that scene, it's like she's listening to the Carpenters, and then like yeah. it, it skips to like a, a, a Kiss song, and she freaks out, and then the title sequence is Love Gun, and it just kind of shows like the the vinyl going around um, and around jailbreak by thin Lizzie school days by the runaways. I mean, shout out loud kiss. It's just, it's just a, an amazing, amazing soundtrack. One of the songs I really, really like, uh, especially in the movie surrender uh, by cheap trick is like when they finally get to Detroit, they're like crossing the bridge to get into Detroit. Uh, Surrender's playing, and they're like c- coming through the sunroof and everything. It's just like a <laughs> like you're with your buddies going on a road trip to yep. see your favorite band. Yeah, it's just that that song kind of just like really puts it into my brain. Like it's it's just such a good movie. Yeah. But hell yeah. Anyway, Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock City. Uh, I'll take it back to uh, a director previously mentioned by Sean. Oh. And I'm going to take Rob my number Zombie? two. Two. <laughs> no. How's uh, with how's No. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you knew that. Uh, you know. That's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad, AJ. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> All right. Oh. Pulp Fiction, I think, is, I think is Fuck. in the pinnacle of, of Quentin Tarantino soundtracks, in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, he does... They're all wonderful. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, I'm not going to list out my Tarantino. <laughs> but... What I would say is that I think this is like very much in the pinnacle of uh, associating this music uh, and the cutscenes and the juxtaposition of music against a, a like a sad scene or an intense scene with almost happier music yep. or vice versa. I just think it is freaking phenomenal, and it's it, the, the thing about if you go and find the soundtrack for this, um, they have he inserts like they insert like clips from the movie, like little voice clips mm-hmm. of like characters and stuff to almost prep you for the next song. Yeah, and nice. I think that's so fucking genius. Yeah. So like, you know, honey bunny, uh, uh, <laughs> pumpkin and honey bunny mm-hmm. or whatever. And, yeah, and you got uh, it. Uh, that it goes into Miserloo. Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and you're just like, yes, yeah. like Dick Dale. Yes. Jungle boogie. When it, when it's like it transitions from Mr. Lou to jung, Jungle Boogie, yeah, and uh, you've got uh, Let's Stay Together. Um, oh, I love that um, song, uh, dude. Like it's it's so good. Son of a preacher, man. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, dude. I just think uh, is it is it uh, what's what's the one that they dance to? Chuck uh, Berry. Chuck yeah, Berry is that you'll you'll uh, you never can tell. Yep, such a great song. So. Like I say, I just love the way that he incorporated that music into that movie, and I, I think it's just a really, really well-played-out yeah. uh, soundtrack you should listen to. I won't really get the chance next week to talk about it because it's not really a part of that soundtrack, but the way he does that and it inserts uh, like clips from his own movies of the movie soundtrack that's going on right now was my first introduction to Pulp Fiction, and I... I We'll say it next week, but uh, I first Reservoir Dogs was the first Tarantino movie I saw, but I wasn't allowed to watch Pulp Fiction for a while because I wasn't old enough, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was allowed to listen to the soundtrack. Okay, and so I would know Weird. I would listen to all these lines and, and like picture what's kind of going on and like kind of create another movie in my head with the soundtrack as they're like doing scenes from the movie, and then I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, that's what uh... that's from. It was just like a kind of a weird introduction to Tarantino yeah. for me, like that, yeah. that kind of way. It but, is strange, but that's cool. Yeah. 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 
Uh, my number two is Animal House. I just watched this the other day. Yeah, it was already boy. on my list. <clears throat> I think it was like number five, but then I just watched it last week, and I'm like, nope, that's going higher. That is an absolute... It happened in 1962 is when that took place, and that's just an unbelievable era of music. And I think the reason I love soundtracks so much is it's like a, it's essentially a mixtape. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's like... All these artists I'm going to mention here, like they have these really great songs, but if you buy the full album, like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so okay, good. it's yeah. not the same thing. But if I can take all these perfect songs and put them together, it's it makes it so much special. There's so many iconic movie moments that are stamped with these songs in this mm-hmm. movie, like the shout, the shout scene with the Isley Brothers, but which is Otis Day, of course. Right. Uh, the wonder, what a wonderful world. The Sam Cooke, the Dude. lunch line scene, so good. I sang, I was singing that song to my little daughter the Willow the other day. I'm like, this is just. <laughs> Awesome. About school. I mean, it's, it's yes. perfect. And, and then, and not to mention <laughs> Shamalama Ding Dong by Otis Day and the Nights. In fact, mm. if you if you go to listen to it online, it's this weird studio version. But I somehow, like back in the Napster days, found the someone actually had the actual version from the movie. And it's just like, it's so fucking good. And Twist. now you're the only one that has I, it. Yeah, so if you want it, message me. I will <laughs> yeah. legally send that to you. you. basically got like a Wu-Tang's like album or whatever. Oh, you're you're Martin Screlly. I was in college uh, in 2000 <laughs> with an Ethernet connection and Napster. I yeah. have everything. I have everything. Twisting the Night Away, Tossing and Turning, Louie Luai. Even that I gave my love a cherry, the guy playing the guitar in the stairwell. Yeah. <laughs> like even that is fucking iconic and awesome. I gave my, my love a chicken. Cherry. <laughs> that had no bone. I uh, gave. <laughs> uh, and even like, they even wrote. We will some, cover them. Oh, yeah. Some guy named Stephen Bishop. I had never heard of that name. He wrote the theme song for Animal House. Stephen Bishop. Oh, yeah. You remember the song? It's at the very end of the movie. Animal House. Oh, yeah. Boom. I'm thinking of Elvin boom, Bishop. Boom. boom, <laughs> boom. Even that is incredible. So I, I fucking love that movie. And I think the soundtrack's one of the most important pieces of that 100%. movie for sure. Uh, Josh Miller's got a number two. He said, this one easily could have made number one for me anyways. Tron Legacy. Wow. Nice. I feel this was a love letter Daft Punk wrote to not only the fans but themselves. Sure, there are plenty that don't like it for good reasons or they just want to be contrary. I love it. I listen to it often. That I would consider that maybe more of a score. Honestly, yeah. But but, but, uh, but not really. It's like, like a like, Prince yeah. Purple Rain kind of thing. I I, I count it. I think that that's sort of like Stranger Things to me. It's mm. that it gives me those same vibes. Like I have the Stranger Things vinyl from season one, and yeah. I will listen to it often because it's just, it's just those vibes of yeah. that of of that nostalgia and that eighties and new wave. And it's it's weird what listening to something like that will do to you yeah. all of a sudden. Like it will just instantly kick you back into like uh, I don't know. Like you need to sit back and relax and. Be ready to experience this. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's such it's such a cool feeling. Well, it that puts you, get from you that. like what's great about like listening to soundtracks is it puts you like at like to the time that you watch the movie, or it can like kind of put you into the movie itself yeah. and be like, oh, I remember these scenes. I remember oh, when yeah. this was happening during this particular uh needle drop, you know. Yep. Uh that's what's beautiful about him as well. So mm. love me some Daft Punk. Uh Random Access Memories is un- un- an unbelievable album. Mm. If you've listened to that recently, just go back and do it. Daft oh, yeah. Punk's fantastic. 100%. We are down to number one. Don't waste it, Sean. What do you got, man? 
Oh, take that sip. Sip it down. Sean's, Sean's got <sighs> a sip. I mentioned Paul Thomas goes. Anderson earlier. Jeremy and I were talking about him before we started recording. Um, and he just saw Licorice Pizza, which I think is another great uh, soundtrack. Has uh, Paul McCartney on there and everything like that. <laughs> um, but I think this might be his greatest soundtrack of all time in Boogie Nights. Oh. It is just best of my love. By by the emotions, I think that's how the movie starts off. The Bennett, Bennett, yes, Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. I think you're right. Uh, it's just a funky ass like '70s soundtrack. Jungle Fever is is here again. Uh, brand new key, uh, Spill the Wine by Eric Burden. Uh, give Give to Give It Up Part One by Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Like it's it's got the the feel of the '70s in in a soundtrack. As well as like it being kind of like a, a, a like controversial subject of right. being like making a porno and everything like that, it's kind of got that feel to it. Like it mixes so well with that kind of story. Um, but what I really want to talk about is Sister Christian and Jesse's girl in yep. this one particular scene. I think it's the greatest music movie moment of all time when they're going to buy drugs from Alfred Molina as character and he's just kind of coked out crazy and he's got this friend who's just lighting off fireworks the whole time and <laughs> like they, he's like their friend's got a gun and like there's all these elements to it and he's blaring music he's blaring uh Jesse's girl or uh Jesse's girl right Jesse's yeah Jesse's girl, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. And then Sister Christian is in the same scene. It's just one of the best scenes ever, and it's o- it's only like driven by those songs. Right. Like obviously, if the you visuals, change that up to a different song, it's not the same. Exactly. Thing. Obviously, the visuals are a part of it, and like there's key moments where like there someone's flashing a gun. Right. You just see that kind of moment, and then it obviously inter- erupts into violence at the end of that scene. Um, I think for that alone, it it's got to be my number one but uh also the ending to me i talked about this on a patreon uh living thing by elo is the perfect ending to that movie to me because it like it starts with showing mark Wahlberg's fake cock uh in the mirror and i think that's like the the violins come in with with elo and then it it like perfectly cuts to black and to paul thomas anderson's name like as soon as his song goes in and i think about that all of the time and it's just everything to me it's it's like i think about you sure it's not though i think about before the the cut okay yeah it's it's when it goes black. I'm comfortable with myself. It's it goes fun. away. Um, yeah. It's it's like when you know uh, Tarantino ends a movie like Reservoir Dogs, yes, as we'll talk about 100%. next week. It's like that needle drop and saying written and directed by is everything I live for. I'm just yep. like, oh, that is so good, and that's what this movie does for me too. So Boogie Nights, number one, Boogie Nights for Sean. What do you got, number one, AJ? I. I, I know you can say this about a lot of things, but I really, truly do. Like, putting everything aside, I really do think that this is probably the best, like, music soundtrack ever that ex- that could exist or has existed thus far. Um, and it's Forrest Gump. Mm. I Damn. really think that Forrest Gump incorporates their music... Um, and especially from the generations that he's going through, like yeah. he go, they go through decades in that movie, you know, and they apply the music so smart. Um, the it's a massive soundtrack too. It is massive. It's like two CDs. Oh right? my gosh, dude! It's so it's huge. Elvis Presley, uh, 
uh, Clarence Henry, Wilson Pickett, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Aretha Franklin, Bob Dylan, Beach Boys, The Mamas and the Papas, Buffalo Springfield, The Doors, Simon and Garfunkel, Jefferson Airplane, The Youngbloods, The Birds, uh, Harry Nilsson, Three Dog Night, Randy Newman, Leonard Skinner, <laughs> Jackson Brown, Doobie Brothers, Gladys Knight Jesus, and the Pips, man. Fleetwood Mac. I'm talking everybody, dude. Bob Seger, Willie Nelson. It's insane. The 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 list of like the list and the music that is on this, I can't imagine what that budget must have been yeah. like. And like when they there is there's very few more iconic scenes than listening to Fortunate Son while yes. they're riding in that helicopter into Vietnam. <laughs> it's it's what I think of when I hear that song. Is it, that scene? It, it, yeah, it's it like I don't know who hasn't. If you've seen that movie, I don't know why you wouldn't think of that. You yeah. know, it's it's somehow jarring and scary and like. And calming. Yeah, and calming <laughs> all weird. at the same time because oh, John of the ex- Fogarty, oh. expression on their faces and stuff. And, like, I don't know. It's very strange. And um, when he's saying goodbye to Jenny, like, almost every time, you know, it's like, <laughs> and then you turn. That stupid bitch. I can't wait to you know, light her Oh, up. my God. Oh, that'll be so when we do fun. Um, if we were on punchable faces, we're talking about punchable faces in the soundtrack album. I'll punch a girl. <laughs> oh, dude. I'll just punch Jenny. That's it. And then when you have, um, it's uh, when he's when he's running, when he's running yes. across the country. I'm you glad know, you're bringing this up. Yeah. Um, there's a couple songs like "Against the Wind," but then what is the song? It's Jackson uh, Brown. is it Jackson Brown? Yep. That yeah. Running on empty. That's right. Running on empty. Running when he's like kind of running up that like curve of the hill yep. and stuff, and yep. it's, you're just when you're watching that and you're just watching him run in slow motion. Like that is iconic, yeah. and the scenery of of where they pair it with and where they're at, and um, it's unreal. I could go on about that for probably at least another thirty seven minutes. Cool. We so will we be covering will be covering that movie. I just think it's a great great album, I great think- soundtrack. If you want to need to incorporate some classic rock yep. and music into your world, get that. And, that's and a good put it on. That's a good playlist right one. there. Uh, my number one. This movie is a musical. Uh-huh. I hate musicals, mm. but I love this movie. Eight miles. Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay. I would call the Blues Brothers a musical. Yeah. And I'd call it the best musical in the history of the world. This movie is pure magic. Uh, our It's official. Our newest executive producer, Bud Larson. Hey. Uh, he chose this for an upcoming episode as his choice. Oh, so good job. Oh, wow. So we will be talking about blues. So I'm not going <laughs> to get into this very much because I have a lot to say about this movie. This is... This movie is incredible. The musical performances of this movie are just out of this world. You've got Think by Aretha Franklin, <laughs> Minnie the Moocher, that performance when they're on the stage and they're waiting for the Blues Brothers to show up. Everybody needs somebody to love. Shake Your Tail Feather, Ray Charles, the old landmark, James Brown. Even the pre-recorded yeah. stuff, like She Caught the Katie is yes. one of my favorite songs in the world. Yeah, And just like... I, I I just love that sound. I own multiple Blues Brothers albums, and it's just one of the best things to put in if you just want to just sit back and go, ah. Just yeah. that that sound is so incredible. It's so, so Chicago, too. Yeah, it I'm is, glad it's, I'm glad it's shot in Chicago, as we'll talk about probably, yeah. but it's it, it's so Chicago-sounding. Mm. Yeah, I'm not going to drop too much more because I have a lot to say about that movie, so we'll say it. But uh, our boy Josh Miller, executive producer, his number one, if this isn't most pop, most people's number one, it better be in the top three, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt this was the first soundtrack that got new generations into older music. 100%. I don't feel I need to go into detail. I assume this is on your list. Straight fire from beginning to end, the end. 
I'm glad that he said this because I still do feel when you're talking about a movie combining with music, I still think Daisy and Fuse is probably one of, if not the best ever. I think we could maybe say collectively on this show, as all three of us, it's probably yeah. the greatest soundtrack yeah. of all yeah. time, maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the way it's incorporated again into that movie, yeah. we've always said this. We are broken records about it. The music is what makes the movie, yep. yeah. like, and it's done so well. Yeah. So it's, um, what what he was saying it's it's like it's it's beyond this point and and it was like when we talked about it in the episode when it came out the movie wasn't a success but the soundtrack was oh god didn't he blow all of his budget pretty much on oh, the yeah. songs cuz he knew how important those songs were for Definitely. these scenes it's incredible wow well we hope you enjoyed the episode everybody thanks for being here tune in next wednesday for another great one we are going to tackle reservoir dong Whew. dongs reservoir dongs <laughs> <laughs> so I've been thinking about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> it says dongs on there. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> reservoir dongs. It's like when you go swimming in a reservoir and you got your dong out. Yeah, yeah. After that, we got a Patreon so selection. The Patreon crew picked this one by themselves. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Goodness. What? I'm really excited for this one because that's, uh, that's a deep dive into my childhood for sure. Wow. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time. Last year, we talked about heavyweights. That was an awesome episode. That was a, that was a fun one. I think I think that's a very underrated episode. I agree. Great go movie. listen to that. <laughs> yeah, go back and check that one out. And before we go, we do have a voicemail. You can call us and leave us one if you want. 319-804-9596. Check it out. Hey, Mike and the Confused Breakfast Gang. Oh, hey. This is Philip in Richmond, Virginia. I absolutely love the podcast. I listen to it every time I'm in the car. I just keep listening to new episodes. Uh, I just loved your Wayne's World episode. I just listened to that. And as I'm making this phone call, I'm sitting in my car listening to the Stand By Me episode. Nice. It's one of my absolutely favorite movies of all time. And just hearing hearing you all talk about it with a modern eye is just fantastic. I absolutely love this podcast, love what you love what y'all do, and I just really appreciate it. And you all mean so much to me. So thank you very, very much. Hell yeah, dude. You mean a lot nice to bro. me. Yeah, so, dude. You guys are pretty much the only reason we uh, are able yeah. to do this. So when you call and say nice things, we're just pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. We got some crazy stuff on the horizon, so you yeah. be glad you're on the glad you're on the train now. That's can't, right. We can't even talk about it. We can't it. even it's talk so crazy. about it. But we'll tell Jeremy when we stop recording. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't wait. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now. Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts, all kinds of goodies. Go to ConfusedBreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number, 319-804-9596. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at ConfusedBreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually in our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.